Brett Barron's here along with Marley Weirda and Andy Olson. We are going to spend the next 20 to 30 minutes breaking down what today's new COVID-19 mitigation plan means for high school sports in the area and across the state. So if you haven't seen today, Governor Pritzker and the IDPH made some big announcements, really, in terms of where the state is heading and where high school sports kind of lie into that. He did field some questions today on just that youth and recreational sports, which includes high school sports. And let's preface all of this by it, it, this does not pertain to college sports or professional sports. We've seen them continue throughout. This is only for youth and recreational sports. And so there's a lot to delve into this and to digest into this. But let's get started here by just kind of breaking down where we were at, where we're headed, and maybe more importantly, uh, you know, where we're at now as we try and process a lot of this information. So, uh, Marley, I want to start with you just in terms of <laughs> From when you came in today to where you're at now, how do you feel? I know I'm I'm confused. I spent six hours today trying to figure all this stuff out. I think I got a decent grasp on it, but how, how are you feeling? Yeah, I was worried you were going to ask me to like start and explain. I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. Um, but yeah, in short, it is it is very confusing. After taking like a little bit of of a deeper dive today, I. I, I could I would be confident in explaining it to someone if I had all of the diagrams um, in front of me. It's just because there's so many layers to this, and then there's the different ca- risk categories of each sport. Um, it it doesn't make it easy for for the average eye to just look at it and say, okay, I'm looking. Okay, when does basketball come back? You you really have to de- dive deep into it to to kind of figure it out, which we did today. So hopefully we'll be able to relay. Uh, just some of the things that we kind of found out, but I still don't know what phase we're in. I, <laughs> so that, in short, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, it's really tough. Andy, how are you feeling? Uh, just uh, about sports coming back, or if I'm tired after all that reading that we had to after do? After you've tried to figure out what the heck is going on. <laughs> I think I have a good grasp on what the parameters are. Uh, for what needs to happen for sports to come back. It's a lot of information getting thrown at you. You have to have an understanding of a lot of different things, like at what level is the the numbers being going up good or going down bad. There's a lot to to take in, but I feel like after reading it, uh, we have an idea of when we could possibly expect these things to maybe happen. Again, these are just kind of pathways like we've talked about um for these things happening there still needs to be more of course developed with the numbers as far as covid cases and hospital beds in the state but i'm we'll, we'll get into that i'm sure so i feel like i i have a pretty good idea um but I'm, I'm excited to to wrap it out with you guys and, and see if we we actually know it because we're, we're all working and learning together on it all right so let's start breaking this down we got i got some graphics on here that we can uh, pull up on the screen just to kind of see where we're at uh, and I want to hear from from people. Uh, I want to hear from you guys in terms of, you know, where are you at? How do you feel about all this? Are, are you on one end of the spectrum where you're very optimistic? Are you on the other end of the spectrum where you're just like, hey, this isn't happening, you know, and, and trying to move on from that? And and I get it. And I think it, it's tough. Believe me, I, I don't frown on any kid that it's just like I don't have any desire to play anymore, you know, and, and I don't think that is uh, more than uncommon as we get to this point now where it's just like, Look, you, you've strung us along for so long. 
what are we doing here? Are we going to be able to play basketball? Is football really going to happen when you take a good hard look at this? And we'll talk about that coming up here uh, in just a couple of minutes. But let's start with this and just kind of where we're at in the mitigations, okay? So I want to pull this up here so that way everyone can kind of see. These are the two pieces of paper that I think are, are really, really important here as we move along. So we are in Tier 3 right now. I'll be honest with you guys. I don't know if we're in Phase 4 or Phase 3. We had a discussion <laughs> with this earlier on in the sports yeah. department and, and even in the newsroom. I think it's really confusing if we're in Phase 4 or Phase 3. What I do know is that Region 6, which is Champaign, uh, Decatur, down to Effingham, all the way up by like Watsika, so East Central Illinois, is in Tier 3 uh, right now. That much I do know. That is called Region 6. So Region 6 is in Tier 3, okay? To get to Tier 2, which is some improvements for sports and, and bringing some low-risk sports back, uh, such as boys swimming, cheerleading, dance, those types of sports, we need to be in Tier 2 for Region 6. And that is coming. Andy and I did some research today, and Marley was part of this as well, in terms of some metrics. We could be in Region 6, for all of those people in Region 6, into Tier 2 by tomorrow on Saturday. If their hospitalizations stay low for one more day. And this kind of gets uh, brought up here as well in, in this graphic. And I, look, I understand all this is really confusing. But if you just get a grasp today that Region 6 is in Tier 3. And to uh, improve positivity rates, they have to be below 12% for three consecutive days in the seven-day rolling average. Uh, they have to get hospital and ICU beds above 20%. And as well as the sustained numbers, essentially, of COVID patients in the hospital, uh, seven-day average and seven out of 10. So, you know, though that's what we have to do to move up here from Tier 3 to Tier 2. It gets increasingly harder the more we go from Tier 3 to, to Tier 2 to Tier 1 and then ultimately in to Phase 4. And so to get from Tier 2 to Tier 1, test positivity rate below 8% for three consecutive days and the seven-day rolling average. Both of those have to be included in that as well as hospital and ICU beds above 20%. That doesn't change. And the COVID patients uh, for seven-day average and seven out of the last 10 days, you can't have an increase in that. So in Region 6 right now, we are almost ready to get to Tier 2, which would allow some sports to come back. That's the positive news out of all of this. When we think of Tier 3 to Tier 2 to Tier 1 to Phase 4 to Phase 5, getting to Phase 4 would essentially be where we were at in the summer. Phase 5 means there's a vaccine, widespread herd immunity. The pandemic is essentially over, and I don't see that happening anytime soon here. And so... Essentially, right now, we need to be focused on getting to Tier 2, then to Tier 1. And getting to Tier 1, you've got to have below 6.5% positivity rate for three consecutive days and the seven-day rolling average, plus the other two factors in there. Those don't change the bottom factors. And so uh, this is all a lot to take in, but this is essentially where we're at right now. In between Phase 3 and Phase 4, as we work to get to Phase 4, we have to be in these tiered mitigations. Now, all of these things are also true for going out and eating dinner at a restaurant, for several other different things, but we're just talking specifically for sports here tonight and how we get high school sports back because that's what it, that's what we deal with every day in high school sports. And I know for some that's not a big deal. You say you just got you can't play sports, you got to shut it down. But for so many people, high school sports are a big 
way of living. It's a big way of life that so many people want to play high school sports and, and want baseball and football back and, and all of those things. And so, you know, we, we get it, you know, and there's not right answers here, right or wrong. So many people are just going to say, you got to get sports back right now. So many other states are doing it. Believe me, I get that, you know, and, and I, I completely understand that every other state surrounding Illinois is playing basketball right now and Illinois is not. And that doesn't seem fair to me, but it is what it is. And that's what Governor Pritzker and the IDPH have come up with. And I don't see them backing down from that anytime soon. So out of all of that, can we simplify Marley and Andy to get to where we are and getting getting to tier two and to tier one? I've been talking a lot here. I want to hear from you guys and, and your takeaways from all of that. Yeah, essentially, the biggest point is to to move up and for high school sports to to come back is we just need to improve as far as the COVID rates in our region. So it's like that 6% that you mentioned, Brett, is that we have to stay under that threshold for so many days before we can move up to another tier. So I'm going to pull up my little chart here so I can reference this and um, try and explain it a little bit better. So right now, um, as far, right now, only low risk sports are able to do anything at this moment. But my question is, okay, we're only seeing on this graph, it's at, let's see. Okay. So high risk sports in tier two, or excuse me, in tier one can only scrimmage and they're not allowed to compete. So does that mean we need to be in phase four or five before they're actually able to compete. They didn't lay that out for us. Um, so I think that's a, a concern going forward, but we do know with high risk sports, um, basketball, football, is that they will be able to do scrimmages with parental consent for minors, no competitive play under level two, tier one. I. Does that make any sense? Oh, here we got the graph. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so those high risk sports, so that's like basketball, um, football, medium risk sports would be volleyball, soccer, and the low risk sports, uh, baseball, track and field, softball, um, swimming. Am I missing anything, guys? I think we... Oh, and well, wrestling is considered a high-risk sport. Yeah, obviously well. wrestling is a high-risk sport. Yes. There. I think it's going to be you know, really tough to get wrestling back. I think it's going to be difficult to even get football back and, and basketball according to these levels here. And as we get this graphic up here, the levels are based on – uh, the, you know, you've got phase, you've got tier, you've got levels, you've got risk categories and lower, medium, high. Like they didn't do a, a good job here of, of making this easy for anybody. Um, but in terms of this, this is how they break down. And this bottom part here on this graph is, is the new information today in terms of sport risk, tier, tier one, two, and three. And like I said, we're in tier three now in region six. I think that encompasses most people. Uh, in our viewing area, although if you do move west over to Springfield, there are they are in a, a different tier level right now um, in region one, two and five today. They met the criterion to move down to tier two. And so you can see here it correlates between level three. If you if you're in tier two, uh, level three, lower risk sports, uh, they can hold competitions and for us in this area that's mainly going to be boys swimming and diving uh, cheerleading and dance also included in that like marley mentioned uh, medium risk sports level two there there are no medium risk sports right now for the winter season 
And then level four, uh, nobody is in that right now. Once we get down to tier one, the lower risk sports could hold, uh, you know, out of state play championship games allowed. I think you could have, you know, a state championship at, at that level. We're a little ways off of that. And Andy, we did some research today just looking back to when the last time we were in that level one phase four kind of category, and it was early October. Yeah, you have to go all the way back to October to get that because, like we mentioned, there's there's tiers, there's levels, and there's phases. Uh, basically, you need to get below a certain percentage of your positivity rate and also have three consecutive days below that percentage. You talked already, Brett, uh, we're below that 12% here in Region 6 right now. That would get us to Tier 2. Now, of course, like you mentioned, Tier 2, it's kind of confusing, but Tier 2 is when some of those low-risk sports can start their season. Like we mentioned already, the swimming seasons and everything. So we're, uh, by all accounts that we've seen by the information provided to us by the government, uh, Region 6 should be able to go into that as soon as Saturday, which is important to get some of those low-risk winter sports seasons started. Um, getting then that positivity rate lower than 8% is the next threshold, uh, which region six is near right now. That's when you'll start seeing some of those medium risk sports. And, you know, Brett, we've seen that since October, like you mentioned, we haven't had one of those below uh, 6% days, which would be getting to phase four, um, which would be when your football and your basketball can start. We haven't had one of those days, like you mentioned, since early October, since then, the pandemic has been on the rise, so we're finally starting to see it decline a little bit, which is why um, maybe they had waited this long to get some of this information out there while, you know, you know, deciding when it would be safe enough. Um, finally, in decline, it is safe enough that they've decided. Um, so it, it'll be, it feels like a little bit more before we can get to that point where phase four is a possibility, um, but October is a long time, and at least we're happy to, to see it going down at least a little bit at this point. And guys, just, go ahead, sorry, just to like to throw a wrench in things is that we also are seeing things categorized by um, spring sports, winter mm -hmm. sports, which just it adds a whole other layer um, to this. So even um, I'm looking right now at this email that we got from um, the IHSA and it applies to, you know, some, uh, some of the points that they had mentioned were for spring and summer sports, which puts winter sports up in the air, like basketball, wrestling. Um, so what, they don't have answers at this moment. So it's it's just, it's a, it's a mess, truly. <laughs> I want to hear from people watching. At, send your questions in. We're going to answer them here in just a second. But I wanted to pull this up as well. So you can just get a look at this. Here's the regions, the yellow region, including Champaign there, like I mentioned, all the way down past Effingham to Olney, up to Watsika. That's region six. You head west from that, and that is the Springfield area, and they are close to moving into that as well. The regions that have gone into Tier 2 mitigations right now are up by Rockford and also the Peoria region. They are in Tier 2, as well as Tier 5, uh, or excuse me, Region 5. Pardon me, all that, a lot of region phases and all this. So Region 5 is down in southern Illinois, including Harrisburg, Carbondale, Mount Vernon, all of that area. Uh, region two up by Peoria and then region one, the Northern Illinois Rockford area, all of those uh, regions are in tier two right now. So that means they can start uh, low risk high school sports and contact days for some of these other sports as well. And that's good too, because these kids have been out. They haven't been doing anything as a team since November 20th. And I think that's important when you're just trying to get these kids 
back active, trying to get them back in the flow of things. You know, if, if they can be together in some form or fashion, that's a positive step, whether they have a season or not. And these are the criterion that we talked about earlier, the positivity rate, the hospital bed availability. And you can see those are both green along with the med surge beds available. And then the COVID-19 patients in the hospital, that's the one number for region six that has to come down. It's six days right now, just has to be to seven. So we could have that tomorrow. All right. I want to answer some questions here as we go along. Just get some feedback. Look, I understand this is all really confusing. I understand this is not easy to follow. (laughs) Believe me, we've been trying to to do that all day long. Um, You know, Alex says, I want my swim season. Alex, I feel pretty good that you're going to get your swim season in. And I think this is really positive news today for sports like swimming, cheerleading, dance, for soccer even, and for volleyball. I think those sports might get to play for high school this year. Uh, Football and basketball, I think that's a whole different story, and, and I have some doubts about that as... Uh, Wyatt says, I need football. There's a lot of people with you, Wyatt, in that. And, you know, I I think that's going to be really tough to get to this point. I think we're going to have to get to phase five before we see football or even basketball. And the problem becomes here as we move along, the calendar is running out of time. There's not another season like in college where the NCAA can say you can have another season of eligibility. That's just not possible here with high school seniors. And so what do you do? You can't push back all of these seasons you know, at some point you just get, there's just nothing left. The calendar runs out, and, and that's that becomes the issue with that. Uh, so we answered there with Nate saying, what's up with football, basketball, baseball? I do think baseball is going to get to play with softball. I've, and Marley, I don't know how you feel about that, but overall I think we're going to see some of these sports being played this year, and I think this news today was some positive steps for that. I don't want it to be all doom and gloom here because for some kids – this is going to be a pathway to getting them back on the field, court, whatever it may be. Right. So with baseball and softball, they're low-risk sports, so they would get to Tier 3 quicker than the high-risk sports would. Um, and, I mean, we had been saying this all along, is that baseball and and softball, even track and field, those are sports that you can you know easily socially distance. I think back to you know when we were covering golf and, and tennis, in the fall, I mean, those went off without a hitch. Um, I think considering all the circumstances and still the IHSA being in the middle of trying to figure everything out in that fall season, um, for them to to play those sports pretty successfully, um, I think says a lot. So why not baseball? Why not track and field? Why not softball? Why not some of these low risk sports? But then, you know, that also leaves, as we mentioned, those high risk sports up in the air like basketball. Um, and football. And my my heart does break for these guys, you know? I mean, think about the basketball players. It's been close to a year since they've played a game. And um, it, it's just, I can't imagine how tough it is for them. But at the same time, I, you know, I feel like there's a reason why these sports are in the categories that they are. And, and I think maybe, you know, we need to understand that this is being done to to keep everyone's um, health and and safety in check. And I think that's all important too. And there's a lot of politics to go into this. Um, We're not going to get into all of that. Look, you can feel how you want about Governor Pritzker, the IDPH. Some people support it. Other people don't. I'm not here to judge that. I'm just here to present the facts today about what we know through all of this. 
Someone asked here as well about IESA sports. I think that's important because, you know, there's a lot of middle school kids that also want to get out and play. And I think that's uh, certainly something that is on a lot of people's minds. And the IESA sent out a note uh, pretty much echoing what the IHSA said. And that uh, regions one, two, and five have moved to tier two. All other regions remain in tier three, and that they'll kind of slowly ease things back, uh, following along similarly to what the IHSA uh, did as well. Uh, Desmond says here, I feel sorry for all the seniors, especially those who are going to get recruited this year. We've done several stories on that, and that is absolutely true. And it brings up the question you've got so many high school kids and maybe even junior high, but our focus is kind of going to remain on high school kids here because they're the ones that are truly running out of time. you got all these high school kids that are leaving the state, going out of state to play, and then coming back you know, during the week to go to school or whatever else, and whether you're in school or not, you know, why? If we're, if we're playing sports, why can't those kids just stay in state instead of having to go to Indiana or Wisconsin, Iowa, Missouri? All the surrounding states are playing, and so I think that's a big issue, Andy, and, and I think that's pretty realistic in that sense. If, if every other state is playing, then why isn't Illinois? I think it's a fair question. Yeah, and like Marley had kind of alluded to is that clearly, um, you know, the IDPH thinks that this is the best course of action, you know, based on what they know about the pandemic and the coronavirus. So, you know, they've decided that they don't want to put those students, you know, in harm's way or what they perceive to be harm's way. And like Brett, like you mentioned, you know, we're not here to talk about whether or not they're doing the right thing. We're just talking about what they're doing and what they're doing is that they can't play high school sports right now. So, you know, it brings up that reasonable option, like you mentioned, of, you know, having to go to other states because there are kids. You know, I talked to a few today, the f- football players, you know, who are, are still wanting to get onto the field and prove something to colleges that are, are possibly looking at them because they want to play at the next level. You know, that that's one of the things you have to consider when, with all of this going on. And, you know, it, it's just it is tough. And, you know, you 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 feel for everyone going involved with, or involved with that. Um, and unfortunately, there's no easy answer to, to any of it. You know what I mean? There's there, there's no one right way to go about this. Everyone's got an opinion. I know yeah, that much. That's right. And you've got one side way over here and you got another side way over there. And I think you got some people that are that are in the middle ground out of all of this. Sam asked, what about baseball? Will they be able to hold workouts? Sam, I think you're going to get to play a baseball season. My question in all of this is what does the IH, IHSA board of directors do with schedules? They are supposed to meet on the 27th to determine what schedules might look like. I think they will come out with schedules for winter sports before that to try and get them going here. Like we mentioned, they're running out of time. But I would imagine on the 27th, so two weeks from Wednesday, uh, this this past Wednesday, that the board of directors will have to hit a fork in the road and say, this is what we're doing in terms of the spring sports and summer sports along with the winter sports. But I expect those to just kind of start here right away. Boys swimming, like I mentioned, for this WCIA three viewing area, probably the biggest one in that. Then we transition. Remember, the IHSA already moved the schedules, postponed everything, elected not to play baseball and softball in the fall, which we've talked to a lot of coaches who said, why didn't we do that? That would have helped everything else if we could have tried to play baseball and softball in the fall at the varsity level. Because now when you're trying to get football, basketball, uh, volleyball for girls, track and field, baseball, softball, everything in here in the spring. There's just not enough time on the calendar to make all of that happen. But will the IHSA prioritize the
the quote-unquote normal spring sports, baseball, softball, track and field, and soccer, girls soccer in that. But you also have boys soccer in the fall that wasn't played. And so you got a lot of things happening here. How do they figure all that out? I don't have the answers. But I know a lot of traditional spring sport coaches are fighting for their sports, saying, we already got canceled in the spring. Don't go pushing us back now or shortening our season when we've already had to give up a season just so you can get basketball or football in. But my question now becomes, out of all of this, are we even going to have football and basketball to begin with because they are high-risk sports? Uh, A lot to figure out here, but I think today is at least a pathway uh, to getting that in. And football becomes uh, my question then in the fall, and this is what Doug's question is here, football possible in the fall, we'll have to wait and see. Look, I don't think it's too soon here, guys, to start questioning whether we're even going to have football in the fall. I understand it's January 15th today, but Andy, how do you feel about like working backwards here and asking ourselves a tough question? And it, there's not a right answer. Nobody knows this. What's the vaccine going to look like? Nobody knows. But I think Pritzker and the IDPH have made it pretty clear. Without a vaccine, we may not play high-risk sports, and that could go into the fall of 2021, who – you know, the juniors now even having their football season in jeopardy. Yeah, you know, I think that they will play football. I'll start with that. I know, but clearly what they're worried about is the players being so close together. We've seen that in the way that they classify these low-risk versus high-risk sports. It's not about whether or not they share equipment or they all touch the ball. Um, I believe that they're, they're going off of reports that the coronavirus may not stay on services too long. I think they're definitely more worried about people engaging and physically touching each other, physically being near each other. Um, And football is exactly that. That's what football is. So you're right. I don't think it's, it's too harsh to look at 2021 and and maybe get worried about that um, because we don't know what things will look like, you know, a month from now, we don't know what they're going to look like in the fall. Uh, But I think that there will be a football season there. There have been ways to do it. um, You know, the right way and it's it's hard to to do that when you have high schoolers who you can't really quarantine like a professional athlete or a college athlete away from everyone they're they're just kids you know it's kind of impossible to do what they're doing at those levels but you know i think it's right to bring up but in my opinion i think they they should be able to get it figured out in time for that season there there's a lot of time between now and then so uh, we, we can only hope they get it figured out well, the thing ask- that concerns me though with football and basketball and the high risk sports is that if we follow the pattern of what we're seeing on the charts, it looked like we would need to be in in a phase five, like pandemic is over type of scenario for these sports to happen. They didn't specifically lay it out, but if you kind of follow the pattern, that's what it looks like, which um, going back to your point, Brett, like it is very questionable if it will even happen, if we'll see football in the fall. Even the spring is what people are hoping for this spring. And that's where my thought has kind of moved on from that. And and I don't want to take any hope. I I still hope maybe something will happen here. We can play football and basketball. But I I think we need to start looking more forward past that. Melissa asked, why isn't the winter track and field season being considered? I think that's going to be really tough because it's indoors. I think we could see the outdoor track and field season happen. And I wanted to bring this up, too. These are the sports that that the IDPH uh, puts in their categories of, of lower, moderate, or high. So just so we can all be on the same page here with this. So you see basketball there on the left being a higher risk sport along with football and wrestling. I think those are probably the biggest ones. These are not all IHSA sports. These are just sports that the IDPH 
has put on its graphic here. I think it's interesting that flag football or seven-on-seven football is in a moderate risk. So even if we don't play tackle football, maybe we could have some seven-on-sevens. That would be a positive step towards that. Soccer and volleyball are in medium risk, which is good that those have not moved to high risk. I think there could have been an argument those should be high-risk sports, so I'm really happy to see that they're not and that those are in medium-risk sports because I think those can happen this spring. And then you see the lower-risk sports, including in there baseball, softball. I think those will happen uh, this year, and you can feel pretty good about track and field even being listed in that, that, that those sports are going to happen and that we will see those in the spring. I think that's a pretty safe bet at this point as long as the numbers continue to go down, and, and I think that's uh, the biggest thing that we need to preface in that. Rodney with a great question. How did other states play and we couldn't and not one outbreak? What's his reasoning? His being Governor Pritzker. Uh, we've asked him that question and, and he just goes back to the doctors and saying this is what his doctors and the IDPH, uh, Dr. Ezekiel and everyone else has come up with that they deem is safe. Whether you believe that's right or wrong, I can't answer that for you, but this is what Governor Pritzker and the IDPH has deemed necessary, and they haven't backed down from that, and I don't think they're going to anytime soon. They say they're relying on the science. They say this is what the science tells them, that it's not safe to play these sports. No matter what any other state is doing, they feel this is what's best for Illinois, and you can argue with that all you want, and we have asked them questions about that repeatedly over the last uh, nine, ten months here. We've been in this pandemic as we close in on a year here coming up in mid-March, but that's what they believe in, and that's what they're going with, and whether you believe that's right or wrong is up to you, but uh, that's what they say. Uh, we have talented kids getting overlooked. Yep, absolutely believe you with that, Rod. Uh, Rodney. You know, it is sad, as Tracy says, for our seniors, but this is where we're at. Uh, how many meets will swimming have Alex questions? I don't know that I would guess it's going to be a truncated season. That's going to be shortened in some point, but the fact that you're going to get to play, I think is a positive in towards that as we, uh, as we get going along, uh, let's continue on here with your questions. Love to see him and I'll try and answer them the best we can. Uh, cheerleading and dance are not sports. All right. That's what Bart says. That's what the IHSA, uh, puts them into categories, whether they're sports or activities, that's fine. Uh, I'm just telling you what the IHSA says here. Uh, let's see, what else? There's a good one here from uh, Krista Summers. I don't know if you see that one, Brett. Um, she's asking why college and professional sports can play, um, but not high school sports. Um, that one, I mean, I think is because of just the resources of college and professional sports. Let's take the Illinois basketball, Illinois football team, for example, they were testing every single day in the season. They had the money um, to do that. Whereas these high schools um, don't have uh, those resources and opportunities, which is why, you know, it, it's been easier for college sports uh, to be played in that sense. hundred percent. And these mitigations do not impact college or professional sports. And yep. That's because they test, and Governor Pritzker has said that. You know, they're testing every single day per Big Ten policy. They're getting instant reaction from that. And I get people could be disappointed for that, but I think that makes sense. I hope that makes sense to people, that if, if high schoolers could test every single day, I think we could move forward here with playing some of these higher-risk sports. But that's just not the case, and that's not going to happen. It's not feasible in this state that there are going to be that many tests available for the high school kids to be able to play sports. And 
whether you believe that or not, that's just kind of how it how it's going to roll here in the state. So, you know, they're they're going to continue playing college sports. I know that much because there is so much at stake. It's a multi-billion dollar industry for college basketball and college football. That's why it got off the ground. That's why they developed these tests. That's why Illinois paid hundreds and thousands of dollars to get to this point to be able to take the field and what they feel uh, to do it safely. I know a lot of people chiming in here. We appreciate all your comments. Some of these are repetitive, so I'm not going to pull up all of them. But, you know, I feel like overall today was a positive step for some, but there's going to be a lot of people that are still disappointed. And it's upsetting. It's sad for so many when other states around us and by and large, the whole country, the country. is moving forward with a plan to play high school sports, and Illinois is not. And that is heartbreaking for so many. And I get it. Believe me, we want sports back too, and we want it done safely. We want to be out covering your athletes and giving them some exposure for the ones that could play at the next level and telling your stories. I think that's ultimately the thing that I miss the most is going out and, and shooting games. But, yes, that's fun on a Friday night and all of that. But being able to tell stories and, and impact people's lives and sharing those stories is really what's most meaningful for me, and, and we've missed that. And we hope that they can come back safely as well. Uh, we did mention wrestling here, Sherry. It, it's not looking good for wrestling, football, or basketball. I, I know that much at this point. And I just I hate to say it, but I, I don't feel like wrestling is going to be a sport that's going to be played. It's already been postponed to the summer. And so we do have time on our side here for that. And maybe something happens. Maybe we get to a point where there's a widespread vaccine in our state. But I will say I think Chicago makes that really, really difficult. When I, I don't see Pritzker separating sports and saying, okay, the rest of downstate south of I-80 can play, but Chicago can't. I, I just don't see that happening. So that's going to make it uh, make it really, really tough for some of these sports to come back. Sandy wants to know about soccer. We mentioned that with it being a medium-risk sport. I think that's really, really important for soccer to continue. Because it is, I mean, you think about soccer, and you, at first maybe you'd say, it's not that much contact but then when you start to think about it soccer really is filled with contact you know you I don't think you can play it without uh, hitting each other you know essentially going after the ball I mean you're right there next to each other the whole time so I think soccer and volleyball staying in medium risk sports is really important for us uh, having something uh, tangible to see this season Sherry adds it's confusing uh, yep. <laughs> we second that I echo yeah. that sentiment <laughs> Uh, I, I believe me, I think we're all in on that. And we've got all of this uh, posted on our website right now. We tried to break it down for you. Look for this story on the WCIA.com sports page. Uh, we've got this broken down. We'll post all this there again when we're done here so you can go back and uh, listen to it again. So, uh, Andy and Marley, what do you think as we wrap up here? How are you feeling about today as a whole as we move forward? I think it is a uh, sorry, Marley. I think it is a uh, I think it is a a positive step forward to have the pathway because coming into today, I don't think we had any idea when uh, things might start. I feel like we always got the question of when when are these things going to come back, and we really had no idea because we didn't know how they were going to be able to come back, especially after that surge at the end of 2020. Now that things are kind of coming down at the beginning of this year. The IHSA, IDPH felt comfortable putting these things out. So um, the meeting that you had mentioned already, Brett, on the 27th, laying out the schedule, I think is going to be a really important one, one that I'm looking forward to that should give us some more clarity, especially after today, uh, when we have this idea of what it's going to take 
for it to be able to be safe to be playing these sports. So um, it, it's a positive step, maybe just a, a tiny step, maybe just a, a an inch forward. Uh, it, it's not an, an entirely entire answer for what we're looking for, but um, it was something positive and we can see the path forward now, uh, almost like the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And it's, it's just like you said, Andy, it's like, it's, it's a step forward. It's action for so long. You know, the IHSA, I mean, just go back to, to Wednesday. They're like, Oh, you know, all sports still on pause. And it had been like that for so long where it was, okay, there's this board meeting today. There's going to be a decision. Oh no, sorry. We need more time, which I don't blame them at all. I mean, the, the people in charge of making these decisions are stuck between a rock and a hard place, but at some point, Decision makers, they they need to make decisions. And um, I think they they lost a lot of time maybe earlier in the fall when uh, they were just still trying to, to come up with something and give these athletes answers. And I think this is a, a long-winded, very confusing answer of where high school sports are going to go, but it is an answer. Um, so we can only look forward to the future and, and see – if there will be even more answers as far as, you know, football, basketball, whatever it may be that we don't have answers for already. But right now I feel pretty good. Um, we'll see, I guess, what happens with that next board meeting here um, in a couple of weeks. But again, just want to echo that, you know, my heart breaks for, for these high school athletes, the seniors that, you know, they don't get an extra year of eligibility like the college athletes can, you know, this would have been their their last shot. So it'll it'll be heartbreaking if they, they don't get the opportunity to get back out on the field or the court or the pool um, for their senior year, you know, whenever it may be. Yeah, and I've got this sentiment from a lot of people that I've talked to and Marley mentioned it there and just, if you're gonna cancel it, then just do it. Like rip the bandaid off. Stop kicking the can down the road. If you if we don't think that football or basketball or any of the higher risk sports like wrestling are going to happen, then I think we've put these kids through enough. That let's just say, okay, it's not going to happen. It's not in the cards in this state, and we need to move on and figure out a best course of action for all of the other sports. And like you mentioned, Marley, that's heartbreaking. I feel terrible saying that for so many kids that are looking forward to that. I can't even imagine putting myself in a senior football season and working towards that and everything that I did for that to just have it not happen. But if that's the reality of where we're at, I, I think a lot of people would just respect the fact of the IHSA coming out and saying, this isn't going to work. And we tried and we've delayed it all we can. The IHSA never canceled the spring sports last year. They, they held on as long as they could. And I respect that optimism and that hope. But at some point, it just becomes futile. Well, what are we doing here? You know, yeah, mm -hmm. you ask yourself that question of literally, like, what are we doing here? What are we doing to these kids in the mindset and all of this to just hold out this hope, quote unquote, of this might happen? And I hope it does. I, I really do. I, I hope we can get to that point. But when I'm looking at all of these mitigations today and going over all of these return to play guidelines, it just doesn't add up for me. And that's the frustrating part. And we have a small stake in it, right? I mean, we're just covering these things. I can't even begin to imagine as an athlete, as a parent, a grandparent, a fan of high school sports overall, how you're processing all of this information. And so we've tried to be sensitive to that in a sense, but you know, it's also the rubber meets the road at some point. And on January 15th here today, I, I think we, we're gonna get to a point, as Andy mentioned, where 
we, we just got to make a choice and go with it. And it's not going to be popular. There's going to be a huge crowd that says, what are you doing? And I think there'll be a, another crowd that says, hey, this makes some sense. So it, it's tough. I, look, even the governor said that, you know, these there was he was trying to pick between a bad and a worse move. You know, I think he realizes that, but he also is sticking to his guns on this, despite what all the other states around us are doing. And that's a tough pill to swallow. And I get that. And believe me, I want sports back as, as much as anyone else. We saw Brad Underwood, Illinois basketball coach. We saw a new football coach, Brett Bielema, for the Illini and baseball coach Dan Hartlib reach out with a tweet this week and, and try and offer their support for all of this. But, you know, it's it's difficult. And they don't have the answers either, you know, but they're also playing their sports, you know. So it's a little bit easier maybe in that sense. But, uh, you know, it's just we're getting to a point here of no return. And and that's the most difficult part, I think, out of all of this is that, you know, for so many, that's going to be it. And you're not going to have another chance or another opportunity. So, Marley, Andy, thank you. Uh, look for this story on our website because there's a lot more to detail out of all of this. And, and look, I get it. The phases, the regions, the tiers, the levels, those are the four main things. Is that four? I don't know. I've lost my brain. Phases, regions, <laughs> levels, tiers. These are all sport-specific in one sense and region-specific in where you're at and where you live. And if you're able to come back or not, what you need to know today is that regions one, two, and five are now on to tier two mitigations, which allow low-risk sports to come back. Region three, which is Champaign, to Decatur, up to Watsika, and down to even Alney. That is just one day away from getting down to uh, Tier 2 mitigations, which would allow low-risk sports to come out, and contact days for other sports to start, which is important because high school athletes have essentially not been doing much here the last couple of months. So I think that would be a positive step for that if they could even get back together as a team and, and work towards something. So Marley, Andy, thank you. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. Hopefully we didn't confuse you even more. <laughs> I know this stuff is all very mind-boggling. You're going, wait, 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 what is all of this? Uh, but we've got it broken down all on our website, WCIA.com. So for Marley and Andy, I'm Brett. As long as I remember right, it's been one of those days. You're trying to process a lot. Uh, but thanks so much for watching. Uh, we'll do it again soon. Have a good night.